Welcome to another episode of Deep in the Sports. Today, guys, we got an awesome one in store for you. We got the head men's basketball coach here at East Kentwood, Coach Mike Thomas. We want to say, man, it's an honor to not only hang out with you today, but to give us a little bit of your time. We're going to hang out, ask you a couple questions, man, and just let you talk to us about your journey to being the best of the best, man. And so before we get started, we just want to say thanks for having us, man. Mo, oh, thank sure. you. Thank you for having us, having me as well. It's uh, just a true honor to be here, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. I was going to say, man, um, take us back. We're going to dive into the basketball stuff in just a moment, but take us back to where you're from and what got you on this path of coaching, where you're a former athlete, the sports kind of save your life. Talk to us about how you got here. So I'm from I'm from Saginaw, Saginaw, Sag Michigan. Nasty, man. I'm from Saginaw, Sag, Michigan. Sag nasty. We uh you know, uh we call it the motherland of basketball. Nice. I tell my son that that's the motherland of basketball for us. But uh, you know, um I come from Saginaw, small town. Um come from a family of I'm dad, four or five, five. Uh, yeah. And uh and uh, you know, mom and dad, you know, hardworking, hardworking people. And uh, but my dad um, introduced me to basketball. Uh -huh. And I would say my dad, and I would give a lot of my credit to. Um, I was go even further and give some credit to my grandfather. Awesome. Mm. So my grandfather uh, worked in the uh, plant, worked for GM in the plant. But uh, for whatever reason, before I was born, um, he decided to put a, a basketball hoop on on his garage, mm -hmm. on the garage, you know, and uh, um, all I can remember is just that was the only hoop on the block. Yeah. You know, everybody on the block was, was coming to play at our, at, 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 at Granny's house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and all, you know, we spent a lot of our time over my grandma's, yeah. grandmother's house, especially in the summer, staying at night with all our cousins and mm. stuff. Oh, yeah. But I can remember just waking up in the morning and just hearing a ball bouncing. Yeah. And it was just one of the neighborhood kids just out there shooting around. So our spot was the place to play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so uh, that kind of helped me um, create the interest. But then my dad was uh, he was also like a middle school coach. Okay. He was a middle school coach at uh, Arthur Eddy. Arthur Eddie and mm -hmm. back in Saginaw, Saginaw. Mm -hmm. and uh, he was all, so he was a middle school coach for Arthur Eddie, but then he was also he also had ties to Saginaw High School mm -hmm. head coach uh, Marshall Thomas. He's no relation. We get that that question <laughs> all the time, but but so I found myself always in in my dad's practice. Yeah, mm -hmm. I also always found myself with my dad at. Saginaw High's practice mm -hmm. all the time at all their games, all the mm -hmm. basketball games. Um, I found myself over Coach Marshall Thomas's house a lot with my dad. They were talking basketball. I was just playing around. And uh, we also had a, um, a AAU program nice. mm -hmm. called uh, Saginaw Pride. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. But nice. some of the most legendary players that came through Michigan, and especially Saginaw, played in that program. Um, but uh, that that program was started and ran by uh, uh, my AAU coach uh, Reggie Robinson. Reggie okay. Reggie Robinson kind of put the ball in my hand or put the, the team aspect of basketball into my hand. A lot of skill sets. Um, me here I am finding myself again on the bench watching these 
watching these star players play mm-hmm. um, for Saginaw Pride. I'm the I'm the manager. I'm three or four years old, but I'm I'm the manager for Terrence Roberson. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys know about yeah. Terrence. Well, he's on that team. Um, I'm the manager of Jesse Drain. He I guess he used to be here at from mm-hmm. he played at Ottawa. Okay. For one year back in the '90s, 90s. and then went back to Saginaw. Saginaw. Okay. So here I am as a manager or water boy, you call it. <laughs> yeah. And not me, not knowing as I as I look at these pictures now, like these old pictures and stuff. I'm starting to look at these pictures, and I'm like, man, that's the reason why I was always around basketball. Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting to realize all the people that I've been connected with, as far as wow. basketball goes. It didn't hurt to be around some great basketball yeah, players as well, lucky. right? I was lucky, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, if you were anything in Saginaw, mm-hmm. you had to play for Saginaw Pride. Gotcha. Like so, Coach Reggie Robinson. Um, he touched a lot of a lot of those special Saginaw players coming up, and uh, uh, I wasn't that good in high school. I was just you know <laughs> I played behind a lot of those guys, but um, you know I, after I graduated college and things like that, that that's where my story kind of started for me as far as basketball goes. Awesome. Really quickly, a couple Saginaw people I want to give some love to. I got some Uh-oh. Saginaw roots. And I'm going to just run down my list. I'm going to start with Charles Rogers. Oh, rest, rest, in uh, rest in peace. That's my, that's my bro. That's oh, my, I need a moment for that's him, That's my man. twin. One second. Um, we played at Michigan State together. But uh, really? he was he was near and dear to me. They called me Baby Chuck because they thought we looked alike. Yeah, you do. That's like my big bro. But Jeremiah McLaurin. J. Mack. Yes, sir. Um, Lamar Woodley. Yeah, oh, yeah. good dudes. Yeah. Um, Draymond Green. Yes, sir. I actually coached Draymond mm. my first year back. I was, uh-huh. I was a JV coach. Nice. And I was an assistant to Lou Dawkins. Mm. And he was I don't he still know ran if, his mouth. I don't know if Monquez <laughs> Wetlow was. Yeah. I played with he a little older than me. Play quarterback. Yep. He a little older. Good dude. Good dude. These are this he was played a great linebacker era. for us at Michigan State. That's Cap- was he captain? Yeah, and he was our captain. Yeah. Yep. yeah. My list of Saginaw people is very, very long, and that's like a second home to me. Um, and so I just wanted to salute them when you oh, talked yeah. about that. Come on, I'm looking like it, they all talk about Saginaw Pride, so they had to come through that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, those was those were the days, man. We had some during that time. You know, you naming all those guys. There's some more guys. You know, Jason Richardson and all yeah, those guys. Like Jay Rich. that era of basketball, or just athletics, just athletes. Was uh, was amazing, mm-hmm. man. So, so what year you graduate? High so school? I graduated in two thousand one. So you graduated so, with us? Yeah, you we all one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, there we go. There we <laughs> you go. Play, did you play football? <laughs> you know, watch this. This my this my football story. <laughs> this my football story. I'm gonna put it out there. This Coach Direct gonna be on here. I know you're gonna see this on Facebook. <laughs> we gonna too. send it to him. I love you too, <laughs> Coach. And I'm just tell you right now, man. <laughs> You know, well, one, one, first things first, I played one year in football, my 10th my grade year. I was receiver and cornerback. We had the best JV team of, of Saginaw High football. If you, can, <laughs> if you can claim JV football, I'm claiming it. Yeah. We only lost two games. We, it was great, great, great game, great scores. Um, but... I just couldn't sit in the cold, man, and sit behind Charles Rogers, man. Man, he just talked about that. I am a receiver, and I knew right away that I probably would never get the ball yeah, thrown. It's not coming your way. <laughs> it ain't coming my way. And, uh, yeah, Coach D, that was my reason I didn't play. Even though you begged me, you said I was a good cornerback and all that stuff. But, man, I wanted to score touchdowns, man. That was my reason for not playing, man. So. 
That's what's up. That 99 team. Yeah. So that's our junior year. So they yep. went to the state that year. Yeah. So I talked. Jay Max said they had like 10 D1 players. Oh, yeah. On that team. Yeah. Terry Jackson was a Terry player. Jackson, yeah. Roy Manny, oh, uh, man. Marcel and Jamel Dillard went to Grand Valley yeah. here. Mm. Kirk Caruth went to Grand Valley here. Mm. Anthony oh. Roberson played football, yeah. but basketball. But Florida. 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 Ronald Ball. Stanley. Ronald yeah. Stanley. He played linebacker for us at Michigan State. Otis Washington went to Vanderbilt. Rest in peace to Otis. He a class of 01 as well. Mm. Uh, uh, then the list goes on. Yeah, man. I was talking. I was loaded. Man. It was loaded, man. I'm telling you, that Coach was Michael was with the dogs. Then, yeah. That's what I was saying. I was, being, I was on the bench, man. I, but yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, who you grew up with and who was, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because yeah. we owe one, so obviously we know. Yeah. Mm. And then you know everybody that was before you, mm -hmm. oh, 2099. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then after. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome, man. So just looking at it like you was talking about your journey, it's like you was around the game. So just so my experience is playing in the NFL. We all it's been a time where in a moment as athletes we had to stand and do a lot of watching. Yeah. Yeah. So when I spent my time in the NFL, you know, I was on the practice squad. I didn't play it much, I only got a few reps, but I watched greats in front of me. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you watching these high school greats and you around the coaches and stuff like that and and eventually you picked up. So you, what are some of those habits that you picked up at an early age when you knew? Because I know you probably knew, like, in high school, like, hey, I one day I want to be a high school head coach. I'm assuming that. So what are some of the things that you picked up from those, that high school head coach or assistant coach and said, hey, man, I'm going to add this once I be a head coach. These are some of the things that, you know. So let me go back to, like, I didn't even know I wanted to be a coach. Mm. It just <laughs> kind of happened, oh, you know. Wow. Um, I'm going to just tell you how, I mean, my whole life has just been based off faith. Yeah. Like, just really been, you know, with faith. Like, even just picking to, um, just even picking to go to Albion College. Mm -hmm. Like, I had never heard of Albion. I had mm -hmm. never, but only thing I knew is that here I am around these great guys, right? I'm around these, you know, the Anthony Robersons, the Chargers, the Eugene Seals, and mm -hmm. all the North all these guys, and they're getting highly recruited. Mm -hmm. All I know is I wanted to be recruited. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but it's, it's hard to get recruited when you don't, you know, I played freshman and I played JV my sophomore year, and then I played varsity junior and senior year. Mm -hmm. Didn't really play as much my junior year. I started my senior year. Still was. I still played, you know, all Americans or whatever, but it's kind of hard to kind of get recognized by those things when you're playing with those guys. But at the same time, I didn't know it until after – Hell, I finished. I was finished playing and graduate, <laughs> but I didn't know that 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 the Lord was just training me to be yeah. who I am today. Mm -hmm. You know, that's awesome. Um, so I, I would, you know, again, I didn't I didn't play a lot. Um, so I right now as a coach, you got to have thick skin. You have to have an understanding because you're gonna have those conversations with mm -hmm. the kids that don't play a lot. Right, mm -hmm. and you have to kind of to me for me at least like. I don't really necessarily give any. I feel I don't feel bad, but I do feel bad because I don't feel bad because I was in that position. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Like I was in that position. Hey, I was I was the, I was the short guy that that couldn't get many minutes and things like that. But and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I want them to understand that it's okay. And so um, some of the things that's that's really some of the that, that's another thing that I've learned. You know, as far as just learning what what a coach is supposed to be, just how to carry yourself. Yeah. You know, I've had a I've been lucky enough to to have some great guys to coach me. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times in my everyday life, even just just with parenting or any hard decisions, 
the thought that comes to my head are coaches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What yeah. would they do? Yeah. What would they do in this situation? And so I've been blessed to have guys like Marshall Thomas, Reggie Robinson, uh, um, uh, Mike Turner at, at uh, Albion College. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've been lucky to, to, to play with those, play for those guys because they, they're, 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 they were some great men. Yeah. They, they held us accountable. They were always on time. They treated people the right way. Um, they had a good heart. Mm-hmm. Um, they were willing to spend their time away from their family with me. And that's something that I had to learn, too, as a coach in high school. Like, we don't, we don't get rich as coaches. You know what I'm saying? You got to really want to do this. There you you got to really yeah. care about this. There you go. And so uh, for me to make coaching or kids a, a, part, a part of my everyday life, you have to really – you have to really love it and the, your significant other have to have an understanding as well. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and I just take my hat off to my significant other who, who was on my staff too. You know, I have to get <laughs> smart enough to bring her on my staff if I'm going to be spending a lot, a lot of time, of time here, here and things smart. like that. So I hope I answered that question. I can get oh, yeah. that. That's, 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 that's real. Good. That's, good. that's good. I like that too. I want to uh, ask like uh, all those guys you name, um, who's had the biggest impact on your coaching career and does your coaching style resemble one of those guys more than any or more than another. I think you'll see a little bit of everybody. Okay. You know, um, that's, I think it just goes back to answering the first part of that question. But uh, I took away my experience. Mm-hmm. From my experience, this is what I took away from. Coach Marshall Thomas, I love you. Don't, don't get mad at me. I'm going to give you a big <laughs> hug when I see you. But I didn't like how Coach didn't like how everybody, he only had like two or three people, maybe two people who shoot the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't one of the ones that he lost. Right. <laughs> so, that, so as a coach, I was like, well, I want to try to coach. Yeah. I want my team. T- I don't want my team to feel like that. Yeah, I want, want all my inclusive. players to yeah. feel like that. So yeah. I want to try to create a system that, that, that's fun for everybody. That's good. But yeah. watch this. But I see why coach did it. Because <laughs> not everybody is offensively. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Fact. then I would start com- cutting some of those things back. Like, hey. Yeah. I mean, I don't want you taking that right, shot. Right, right. <laughs> but I can, you know, so it's kind of like a give and take. You yep, know what I'm saying? Yep, so yep. Um, my defense, you know, it, it comes, that's, that's where we from, Saginaw. We love defense. We okay. love it. You know what I'm saying? We bleed it. And, and Marshall Thomas, is just, he implemented that into everybody in Saginaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, to this day, that's, that's what we talk about. You okay. know what I'm saying? And so if you watch my teams over the last – 10 years or whatever, every team is, I'm, I'm a defensive guy. Okay. Our team, our identity is defense. Gotcha. And so that's where that comes from, that toughness, that tenacious defense, ferocious. Yeah. Those are some of the words that Coach Thomas used. just <laughs> just stuck in me. You there know you what go. I'm saying? There you go. <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, you know, Mike Turner over at Albion College. Albion College uh, taught me a more understanding of, of the game, you know, mm. team game. Um, they broke the game down, and to me, they broke the game down into its simplest form. Yeah. And so one of the things that I no- noticed that pra- when I went to practice, first practice, I noticed how the practice plan was very detailed. Mm-hmm. So in, in my mind, it was like, hey, if you don't get this, yeah. and you're not a very good basketball player. There and I've seen go. a lot of kids not get it, but that goes back to how I was taught yeah. coming up. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. We were actually taught how to run an offense. We were actually taught some of the the, the, the the nuances of the games because of the guys like Reggie Robinson who took their time mm-hmm. to just sit in the gym with us mm-hmm. two, three hours a day in the summer mm-hmm. to just really teach us 
not just teach us how to play, but understand how to play. Yeah. And uh, that's where a lot of that stuff comes from. And then my, uh, uh, where I started from, you know, uh, my AAU program. Um, I also forgot to mention someone, too. He's going to get mad, too. Uh, but uh, Poo Poo. <laughs> Epperson. He was my elementary coach. Uh, coach Poo, coach, coach Pops, and Coach Poo. That's actually where um, you know, I was blessed to, 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 to go to like a HBCU elementary, a elementary mm -hmm. that was considered like a HBCU that had all types of uh, different activities. We had a black principal. We had black black teachers we have okay. black coaches and i think a lot of you know charles rogers went to that that neighbor, mm -hmm. that school as well and uh i think a lot of, a lot of the guys that, that 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 came up in that that elementary school are successful mm. and i think it was because of the foundation the the, yeah. the the foundation that that was implemented in us they 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 were um, they taught us how to use our mind creatively. You know? gotcha. So a lot of the things that we do is our, our, our innovative, innovative thinking. But yeah. we, we learned that at a young age. Mm. You know? uh, we were just blessed to have those, those young men, I mean, those men as mentors to, to teach us. So. Mm -hmm. so when you transition to now we at Albion, mm. and now the man is becoming who... You started that journey. I often say most people see the end result, but very few consider the journey. You got the Lord locked into your life. I love that about you. Mm -hmm. You got the foundation of some, some legendary coaches that built the fabric of who you are. But now it's time for Mike to step out. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about your first coaching gig and then walk us through you becoming a head coach and leading us to winning all these championships and all that. <laughs> it's funny, man. I always like to tell this story. I make sure I tell it because I'm very proud of it. Mm -hmm. um, it's my very first coaching job. I graduated from, I graduated Albion College. Just like a lot of college students, I don't know what to do. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where to go. So I went back home, man, and uh, I'm just in the basement. I'm in the basement. You know, I think I'm substitute teaching and things like that. And Lou Dawkins, take my hat off to him too. I, I forgot to mention him in my. No, you mentioned him. You mentioned um, him earlier. But Lou Dawkins, I played for Lou. JV, I was. A, um, this was his first year as a as a high school coach, mm -hmm. and I was I was on his first team as a JV player. Nice. And he made sure we won every game by forty points. Mm. <laughs> and we was he was undefeated. He got shirts and stuff made on the day of the, the last game, right before the game. I, I think we almost lost, but we won. But it was he was that confident in us. But he kind of opened up the freedom of play for us. You okay, know what I'm saying? Nice. He allowed us. He took the shackles off. Mm -hmm. Shoot that thing. That's, that, that's, that was his favorite. Shoot that thing, Mike. Just shoot it. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but Lou, yeah, Lou called me. He knew I was back at home. And he said that, so he had just got the varsity job, maybe a year after. Okay. And he said that, hey, man, I need some people to come in and help coach here, somebody that's been through it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Somebody that has, that I've, that's been under him, that'll make it easier. Yum. And, uh, hey, I wasn't doing nothing. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> so I guess that's the reason why I coached. That's the reason I got into coaching right there. He just called me, and I needed a little bit of money. Uh, yeah, I'm just sitting at home. And that's how he said, he's like, here's a job. You want to be around coaching and let's do it. Well, that didn't happen until 
the job didn't start until well the season didn't start until, until the November. season November right well his wife Trish bless her heart thank you she was a principal at South Middle School mm. and they needed a girls coach seventh and eighth grade girls coach mm -hmm. you know that was back when the girls was playing first yeah before the fall so yeah. so she was like here she just she was like here you the coach she just said <laughs> you the coach and so i never forget it man these were some good girls we won <laughs> we won the city championship <laughs> no we run runner up and then we won the next year. So, Mike, when you came out the gate, man. Since dude been winning his whole life. Whoever was the coach before that, man, because when I got there, I was like, man, these girls can play. You know what I'm saying? These, these just weren't your average girls either. Nah. Like, these girls could play. Nah. <laughs> but I was also playing against some girls that could play too, though. Like, the, so the city of Saginaw, just, they can all just play, you mm. know. But... I always like to tell that story because, man, I, I love that piece. I love those girls because they, one, they help me build patience. Yeah. And nothing against girls basketball, but girls are going to do exactly what you tell them to do. Yes. They're a little different right. than boys. They, they yes. literal. You know, they the literal. boys are going to try to challenge you. They yeah. want to see if you can really play. Mm -hmm. you know, check up, coach. You know, yeah. all that. But the girls is literally going to, if I say, hey, hold the ball. Mm -hmm. this, and this actually happens. There's a girl named... Maisha. And I don't mean to put her out there like that. <laughs> but, no, we is going to put her out there. She's a girlfriend of uh, the rapper. What's this big dude from, from Detroit? T. Grizzly. T. Grizzly. Uh -huh. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so we up in the game, and, and I'm on the sideline. We're trying to stall a little bit. It's about a minute left. We up. I like T. I'm like, hey, look, you just got to hold the ball. Just hold it. Well, she literally. Just stood there and just <laughs> held it. Like the defense ain't finna come. And so this is the defender. The defender just took it from her and went down. I'm like, she said, well, you said just hold it. Like, yeah. So I was like, I knew right then and there you got to be a lot. I mean, yeah, the girls, specific. you got to be specific with, with girls. And nothing wrong with that, but I, like, I love coaching girls. Yeah. I mean, they do exactly what you, what you, what you tell them to do. But uh, just coaching seventh and eighth grade girls, I went into that. Um, had some really good had some really good times there with with, with a lot of my girls. Um, then that's when, right after that season, it flows right into high school high boys school. high school ball. Yeah. Yep. So now here I am coaching Draymond. Draymond mm -hmm. is first year on varsity. He's a sophomore, and Draymond still. Y'all think Draymond talk now? <laughs> Man, Draymond was he would never shut up back in the day. He still ain't. That's my baby, though. He, but Draymond, we coach Draymond. I think we lose that year, and then we win back-to-back -back the next year, mm -hmm. the next two years. Mm -hmm. But in the middle of that, I go to Norfolk University okay. Okay. as a graduate assistant. I, I'm here I am. Let me tell you how this works. Too. So you was a, when you coached Draymond, you was a varsity assistant or you was JV coach? So two years. Look at that whole year. Seventh and eighth grade, girls head coach, JV head coach, varsity assistant. Mm. So those two years, that's how that went. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's how that went. Okay. Then I was doing some AAU stuff with some people too and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then, so let me tell you how I got to Northwood. So here we are at an open gym. The open gym, uh, this sideline was filled Fair. with Division One, Division Two coaches, mm. along with Saginaw High coaches, right? So you're in there mingling and things. Yeah. So, um, Northwood University coach, actually Bob Taylor, 
Bob Taylor, R.J. Taylor played for me at Grand Blank. That's his dad, right? Okay, mm-hmm. nice. R.J. Taylor was like one one years old when I was at Northwood. Mm-hmm. So, well, we there watching, uh, just watching open open gym and things like that. And we had Albion had played Northwood two years, two times in my four years at mm-hmm. Albion. Mm-hmm. So he kind we kind of had a relationship there. Yeah. So that connection, and we just was talking and. and here we are in an open gym, one of the most talented open gyms in the country. <laughs> and you know how recruiting is. Recruiting is about relationships. If you got people that's connected here, let's try to help, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he was in open gym on a Thursday. We were talking and he said, hey, you ever thought about getting your master's? Nah, not really. <laughs> Do you want it? Yeah. Well, Monday I was at Northwood. Wow. I was at Northwood. Wow. Look at that. As a graduate assistant, you know. Wow. And uh, that's just... A, Again, this is telling you how this is how my life has been. Like I haven't Your really path is applied. Laid out for you, man. I ain't applied for no job. I ain't applied for no the coaching thing, job Mike, ever. You, you let the <laughs> Lord do the advancing yeah. in your life. Yeah. If you look at the blessings you receive, you right place, right time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You show up. You dependable. You reliable. The Lord see all that. Yeah. You just constantly been like you said. Never had to apply. Never had to try to beat somebody out for for yeah. an opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything you got, not not giving in a silver spoon type of giving way, but right place, right time, favor. It's been meant for you. It's been yeah. meant for you. Had your name on it already. So there's been times, like, you know, I go through that. Like, yeah, I, I plan. Mm-hmm. Never work. You know? <laughs> right? you know what I'm saying? So I stopped a little bit. You know, I'm not saying I stopped, but. Yeah, you notice when you let the Lord do it, it all work yeah, out smooth. Yeah, I, it's, it's hard for never, people to understand that. I'm the same way. It was it was tough, man. You know, I cried. I've I've frustrated. You know, there's places places I wanted to be, jobs I wanted to get. The ones that I've applied to, I ain't never get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I could be sitting there mad, and then yeah, Grand Blank a call or Kent will a call yeah. or. Mm-hmm. And and it's like okay, you go on this faith, you go on this, and not even you on this journey faith, this faith the journey, journey of faith. Sorry, mm-hmm. but then, yeah, you 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 wanna you wanna accomplish some things on your own, but then, Lord will pull you back. Yeah. Like I left mm-hmm. Kalamazoo Central, like trying to coach college, mm-hmm. like that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a college coach mm-hmm. or whatever, and so that was my journey of. Really going to Northwood. Yep. Really, that was my journey. If I'm a coach, you I want to be a coach level. at a college level. Like yeah. I want to be able to take care of my family. I want to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you if you noticed earlier, I say, hey, you you don't you don't go into high school coaching thinking you're gonna be rich. Mm-hmm. But the, again, not going in it trying to be rich. I just want to take care of my family. But the Lord will let you know, hey, if you just listen to me. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I went on I went on that faith at Albion and stuff like that and as a coach and was trying and trying to get in, get in, get in, and this and that. And you know, you just mm-hmm. keep letting man control your destiny. Exactly. Let let my man upstairs control it. Like That's why am word. I putting my my career in the hands of yep. some coach that I don't even know? Mm-hmm. Some coach who I gotta kiss ass to, but I'm yeah. not I don't do that. It's hard for me to do that. And the yeah. Lord is telling me that you don't have to do that. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so, you know, that's how things work for me. And so it's just been just phone call after phone call. And I can just be sitting down and 
if it feels right, yeah, I'm going to say yeah. If it don't, you know, like, yeah. I ain't never really said no. I haven't really had to say no too many times. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just been. That's a good. Mike, how did you know whether it was a Grand Blank job, the Kazoo job, or this East Kentwood job? How do you know when it's the right opportunity for yourself? Was it something about the. When my people wife smiled. No, I was just, <laughs> <laughs> no, just flashing. She, she, no. Um. I would say this, it's, you know, as long as I have, as long as I have my family, mm -hmm. as long as they're happy, as long as I can come to a, a, a community or city and not have to worry about how my bills are going to get paid mm -hmm. or anything like that, like... The situation is going to be really good. Mm -hmm. The situation it, for the it gives community. you peace of mind to be able to do what you need to do. It gives yeah, do what you like. Been if I don't, to do. if I don't have to worry about certain things, then success is going to come. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like is that that phrase is man? You know, I don't I don't need much, man. Mm -hmm. Like I just need my wife to be happy. To there be you honest, go. dog. To be <laughs> there you go. Like I just want her to be happy. As, as long as she's straight. I'm straight. Like I don't. We simple guys. Yeah, you know, I'm it, very it, it, simple, man. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't need a lot of things to make me happy. I just need hoops in my family. To mm -hmm. be honest, like, mm -hmm. like, like, yeah, like this is my first podcast, and there we go. <laughs> Y'all helping me figure out myself. There we go. You know what I'm saying? There we go. You killing it, man. <laughs> you killing it. So, I want to rewind back. So, I'm, so your journey. So you got Norfolk grad assistant. Mm -hmm. So how did that, how did that process or that journey takes to being, was Kazu your first KC, was your first? I'll tell you, so let me go back to this, just to tell you how life is all about connections. Yeah. So you go back to Lou Dawkins' wife, Trish Dawkins, she was the mm -hmm. principal, she was the assistant principal at South Middle School. Yeah. Now the head principal is a guy named Mr. McCain, I forget his first name, Mr. McCain. Now he was driving back and forth from Rockford to Saginaw for ten years. Wow! <laughs> he was, so he was staying with his. He was staying in a hotel for ten. He just go home on a weekend. So he was the principal when Dar Tucker and them came through there. So he seen all the the talent. Mm. And so we, you know, and I used to coach at at, South, at the at the middle school with the girls. He used to talk about it all the time. So then when I went to Northwood, I was there for two years. He got a principal job at Kalamazoo. Uh, what's the new middle? Linden Grove. Oh, he was okay. the Linden Grove. He was the first principal at Linden Grove. Mm. Oh, yeah, I so met they, him. He's still, he he's still there. Yeah, he yeah, got to still be there. Rockford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he called me out. I'm in the office. i never forget it. I'm in the office doing some. I'm getting ready to go to some King James tournament. I'm recruiting for Northwood. Finna go. And he called me and he just said, hey, Mike, man. There's an opportunity here, this and that, man. What you did with the girls was unbelievable. I was like, man, that's just girls' ball. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. that. He's like, nah, nah, they got some talent here, too. He's talking about <laughs> Doug Anderson. He's like, man, they got some talent here. Like, like, I think that you can get this thing. I was like, you sure, man? I'm a, you know, like, I don't know nobody over there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know nobody over there. I was like, all right, man, all right. And uh, I just hung up and didn't think no more about it. I thought it, you know, I thought it was one of those calls that was just going, you know, just to spark a conversation or something. 
Oh, he called me back about two, three days later. Hey, Mike, you get your stuff in? I'm like, <laughs> he's on you. I ain't doing it. He was on you. <laughs> he was like, hey, don't worry about it. Don't get nothing in. Just call. I'm going to give you a number to somebody. Von Washington, principal. Mm. And he just started talking. And I didn't have a resume. I ain't had no coaching experience. I ain't have nothing. I didn't have anything. I, uh, who gave me something? Somebody gave me a, a template. A template. And I, you know, hey, I copied and pasted that thing, changed a few things around. Yeah. And uh, bombed the interview. <laughs> I bombed it. Bombed it, didn't have much to say. Hey, you the coach. <laughs> so, hey, let's go then. But so that that's how I got there. Like, no joke, that's how I got there, man. Wow. Like, that's how I got there. Yeah, that's um, I did favorite. have that's some favorite. people kind of help me with my... You know, my, 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 my resume, my portfolio stuff, you know, stuff like that to kind of make it look good and things like that. Um, but other than that, it was, I, I just think it was faith. Like, I didn't search for that job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I didn't search for it. And uh, the rest was history. So I, 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 I moved there at, what, 24, 20? Yeah, I was 25. No, 25. Um, I had no clue that we were going to go straight to the finals. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but... Um, I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't have no clue. I didn't, you know, uh, I had no clue of what my message was going to be every day in practice, in the huddle. The words that came out of my mouth came from up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a shy guy. Like, I don't, hell, me talking right now is just there's a lot. Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not that guy that, I'm not a talkative person. Yeah. But once I was able to... Uh, uh, just get comfortable in Kalamazoo. It, it just, it just, it just felt right, you know. Mike, how did early success, like winning it all or runner up, how did early success? What what kind of challenges did that bring? Like, <laughs> well, like, there was a past. I met a pastor out in uh, Kalamazoo. Okay. He's from. Uh, well, he's on my staff, so he's actually. He's doing the same thing he did for Kalamazoo Central at Syracuse University. He's mm. on the staff at Syracuse for, for Bayheim. He's been out there for five years. Mm. But uh, I wasn't a nice guy. Like, I was like this guy that – so he came the second year. So we had lost in the finals, right, mm-hmm. to Keith Allen. He dropped 50 points on me, right? <laughs> but – so he came in. So that – see, me, I'm this reserved person. Mm-hmm. I kind of keep to myself. I'm not this guy that goes out and want to mingle with everybody. Yep, the, yep. And so me being a new guy from Kalamazoo, I just kind of kept to myself. But so when he approached me about trying to be on my staff and doing some of the things, I didn't accept him very well because I thought he was just an opportunist or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Close to like, somebody or because something. of the success that we had the yep. previous year, it was a lot of noise. It was buzzing. And... So I, I was rude, man. I was like, man, I, you know, mm-hmm. cussed him out and stuff. Like, stop coming around here. It's like, you know, all that stuff. Like, but he wouldn't give up. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I, uh, to me, the reason for me, and I don't even think he know this, the reason why I, we're best friends to this day is, is because of his wife. Like, I've, not even because of his wife, but because of his marriage. <laughs> because of what, I've seen how he carried himself. Mm-hmm. I seen that he had, he had three beautiful children whose two of them are in college right now. Mm-hmm. But I seen that he was a he was a man that well, was a man of God. He was a man that uh, was willing to teach. He wanted to teach young men. He wanted mm-hmm. to mold young men. And I was 
a young man. I was only 25 myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I never forget. He came into. I, I was working at the school after after turning him down three or four times. And, <laughs> He just showed up to my office and we had a long conversation and he just kind of explained who he was. I, I never gave him a chance to, you know, yeah. to get to know him to, or to get to know what he was about. And mm -hmm. I just kind of listened to other people mm. say some things. And I'm glad that, you know, uh, I was able to just humble myself, like kind of answer yourself. You get the big head, man. You know mm -hmm. how we get, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we think we better than what we are. We colder than what we are. We better than everybody. Yeah, I was that. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I was, you know, I had the big head. But, you know, uh, you get humble too, man. Oh, yeah. You know, Life will humble. humble you. The game you will humble you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of helped you, you know, all that stuff was, it, it got taken away from a little incident, you know, a little ref incident. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And you kind of sit there and reflect on that stuff and, um, kind of realize who you are what you did wrong you know things like that yep, and yep. you just kind of grow up you have a grow up moment mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and uh you know I think that grow up moment for me was when I left Albion left left Kalamazoo Central and just started to reflect and I still reflect on those on that situation and uh you know you learn a lot from it. yeah you do you learn you learn you learn a lot from it you know um you learn that people are watching you you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying yeah mm -hmm. you learn that um, you're important to communities. You learn that um, your actions affect people, even yeah. if you're not even you might be into it with a ref. Mm -hmm. But how you handle that, mm -hmm. let these hundreds of people down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Little yeah. stuff. Yeah, you never know who's watching. Just never know. You never know. But, you know, at 25, you know, you got a lot of stuff coming. You know, at 25, you know, what was to me the media. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. was hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Especially in the air, in in a world to where it was, that was where that like the social media stuff was like just beginning. Just beginning. Mm -hmm. yep. That's when the blogs. Yep. And so they didn't necessarily have the the Twitter and stuff yet, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. But they had. But it was starting to starting to grow. Yeah. And me as a a quiet person who doesn't really like introvert. To, yeah. When you in the media and you all like you go to the store and people know you you don't know them this mm -hmm. is kind of weird you know what i'm saying right. <laughs> hey coach what's up coach like oh man you know right, right. but you know you know you get stuff like that you know there's just stuff you have to learn as like i just wanted to coach i didn't you know all, all that other stuff yeah yeah, yep. yeah i just wanted yeah. to coach but then you have to learn how to deal with that yeah mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because that comes with success yeah, you know man. what i'm saying yeah it does so um i'm a head coach too so for me I'm, I'm, these, some of these questions is picking your brain. So I, <laughs> That's all right. You know, so, I'm an open uh, book, man. So my thing is, okay, you get the KC job. And I know as coaches, once we get a new job, we reflect on the last season. So you're probably watching film and, and you probably made some adjustments. This is some of the things that we're going to do for this season. So what are some things that you've seen from the previous film that, hey, we got to tweak. And these are some of the things I'm going to add on. And this is my blueprint to success. Um, so I don't really watch film okay. <laughs> from the other team or from the previous years. Okay. Mm. But when I was at Kalamazoo, I had the luxury of going to recruit. When I was at, I mean, when I was at Northwood, I had the luxury of going to rec recruit a game at Kalamazoo Central, mm -hmm. and so I kind of seen what the talent was like. Mm. Okay. And so me. My very first year at 25, the very first, you know, big school, big, you know, varsity, varsity job or whatever. During that time, I remember asking the Lord, like, what do you want me to do? 
And the thing that I got was just teaching what you know. And I'm like, and I was talking back and forth like, man, I ain't been nowhere to know too much. (laughs) (laughs) And so what I did was I kind of, that's where all of that that gumbo comes in. I kind of went back to, my mind instantly went back to my AAU coach. Mm -hmm. Some of those skills and drills that we used to do. Mm -hmm. Practice plans. I started thinking about practice plan, how how practices was ran. I was blessed enough to have coaches that had a practice plan every single day so I made sure I had that every day I still to this day I still take the time to it take me two hours to do practice plan but I'm gonna take that time to make sure it's it's well ran yeah but uh practice plans um I went back to you know to my high school frame of mind talking you know thinking about coach Thomas like all right we would make sure that those first three weeks of practice was all defense. We didn't bring a ball out. We would make sure it was all defense. So I had to go back and implement some of that, but then take out some of the things that I've learned in the, yeah. you know, the new days and mm-hmm. adding things like that, you know. Um, what else? And then just being organized through, through Albion. You know, Albion helped me just continue to be organized throughout the year, you know, um, making sure that um, things were done the right way. Um, making sure that um, outside of basketball, the program, you know, not just in practice, but there's more to just coming to practice and playing games. There's there's something that you got to do all year long. You know what I'm saying? The and planning coach, of. And that's what I wanted to talent, get at. How, you know? how did you navigate your relationships with the ADs and the principals at, at your various stops? So what I've done was, you know, they're your, they're your bosses. Mm-hmm. So you got to have a great relationship with them. Um, you have to, one, you have to have a vision. I had a vision, you know, and they may not necessarily always see it, but sometimes you have to have a pair, <laughs> you know, you sometimes True. you have to have a pair and just go out and just do it so they can see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to kind of just, just do some of the things because, because you have to understand what an AD and a principal is there. You know, they have people they have to answer to, too. Hmm. And if they don't know the answer, they're going to always tell you no. You know what I'm saying? They're going to always tell you no until they see it. Well, in order for me, what I realized, in order for them to say yes, I got to show them. Well, in order for me to show them, I can't ask them because they're going to say no anyway. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I, if That's I know good. and truly believe, truly believe that the, the stuff is going to work, like I, it's in my heart, like when I don't have a problem with, like I, some of the things that I do, I, I, I want to make sure that you are going to say yes. I want you to make, when I do it, it's going to be a no-brainer for you to for say you yes. To say yes. Yeah. yeah. Why would you say no? That's that's really my that's frustration a, that's when a I do real things. Philosophy. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, yeah, just building that relationship with your with your uh, with your AD that those goes a long way. They, it goes a long way, man, because he's under pressure. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, you you're gonna need his support, especially when you get in trouble with that parent or whatever. You know, <laughs> you want you want people that's gonna back you. Um, you know, hey, we're, we're human. We're going to make some mistakes and things like that. We may say some of the wrong words we're supposed to say in practice. And you know those parents are going to try to hold everything against you, you know. Oh, yeah. But but you need somebody that's going to support you. You got to be on the same page because, uh, um, you know, the do community going to challenge you. Do you spend time with your AD? Is there anything like once a month, once every three months y'all check in? Oh, or? every day. I stop in his office. Okay. Mm. Just say what's up. Shoot him an email, shoot him a text, you know, whatever it is. Every day I'm stopping in there talking to the secretary, talking mm-hmm. to the, the AD. You know, I got I just have to speak to him every it's day. It's about relationships. It's and about you, it. You do good at cultivating that. Yep. Yeah. And just being intentional. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional about it. I think that's 
think that's the new world of I mean the new word of this of yeah. of of the, of the world mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just being intentional, you know, especially relationships, you know. Uh, you know, I'm a black coach. I was at Grand Blank. I had to be intentional about my relation, my racial relationships. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like we have to. That wasn't necessarily the case, but at before I got there, but we have to. Like, the world has to be intentional. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's These facts. days about about those types of situations. So, all right, coach, I got one for you. Um, being at several, well, a couple of different places and uh, winning at those places. What's some of the things you do to relate to these kids? Like, because success follows you. So I would love to just hear how do you relate to today's social kid? So (laughs) I do a lot of listening to older people. Gotcha. So whatever older people are complaining about, Mm -hmm. I try to morph into some of that with our young because a lot of times older older people are complaining about some of the young kids Mm -hmm. what they're doing their actions what they believe in and so i try to get on a level so an example of that is just previously like i'm gonna do it here too but previous years social media like there was a lot i wasn't a big social media guy but you got to in today's you have you know you have to you have to communicate (laughs) with them that way Mm. you know what i'm saying like you have to text them. Mm. They're not gonna pick the phone up. They don't want to <laughs> talk to you. Yeah. Right. Like those are just little way, little things like that. You have to, you know. I hate it highlight tapes, but if that's what you want, let's do it. Like let's let's yeah. let's let's create a team. Let's get a video group here, a part of our a part of our program, and let's make that happen for today's world. Let's get on a level. Let's ask them what they want. Let's mm-hmm. let them be a part of the programming building. Because I can't come in like I yeah, I'm 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 40. Like my my <laughs> right. things ain't, you know, my my way of 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 doing things may be a little different than what the average 15, 16, 17-year-old is. Like I have to involve them in some of my de- decision making, my program building, because mm-hmm. I got to get them to respond. Right. <laughs> like, right. they and they got to buy They're in. They're not going to respond to <laughs> right. you if you don't, if you don't somehow, if they don't feel that you're somewhat like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. like right. they're not going to come in practice and you're not going to get a great response for them if, if, if they come in every day and all you're doing is telling them how bad they are. Right. All right, you know, or can you can you talk about some of the shows that they watch, Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. And then I hear my show. guys talking about it in practice. Well, <laughs> let me check it out. Yeah. Right. Or some of the things they listening to, Coach. Can, you know, can we? Li- you know, I used to be, I used to not. You know, heck, now we not listening to no music in practice. I find a way to put 15 minutes. That first 15 minutes, y'all stretching in these first. Let's get y'all can play what y'all want to do. I went and bought a big boom box. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. As long as y'all playing hard, doing things, y'all got great, y'all got, y'all, y'all, we got a team GPA of a 3.0 or above. Mm-hmm. We're winning games, y'all doing things right in the community. Uh, we're representing, our thing, doing things the right way in the community. We're, we're, we're helping out, we're giving back. Like, like yeah, I'm, I want to eliminate the excuses. Yeah. There mm-hmm. we go. So when I hear a kid, I've heard, you're like, man, where the music at? How come this team get to do this? Or, you know, I'm gonna make sure we get jerseys every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I mean, you got to feel good. I don't want to hear your mouth. If you ain't playing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I want, I want you yeah, I want to your best feel effort. good yeah. when you're in here for these two hours. Yeah. Hell, you don't, I, I wash the jerseys. That's yeah. one thing that I do. I've been doing that ever since I've been coaching. I take them home every night. I wash the practice jerseys. I wash the game jerseys. That's just something I got to do. That's just yeah, something that's a part of yeah, me. I've yeah. seen Marshall Thomas do that. I've seen my AAU coach. Like, mm-hmm. like it's hard for me to delegate. <laughs> I just started doing that. Right. <laughs> but that's how I learned how to coach. Mm-hmm. I seen coach, all my coaches just, they did everything. Right. Before they swept the floors. Hey, I was, I'm sweeping it. Oh, coach, I got it. No, I got it. That's just, I got to do it. Yeah. I got to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Coach, one of my questions. Man, you from Saginaw, and we, we are Michigan boys, so we know the talent in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think it get twisted when they go to Texas, Cali. But you, you've you been at Saginaw, Grand Blank, Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. You seen, and your year, the year you graduated, it's got some of the most legendary athletes of all time. Mm-hmm. What's some of the best athletes you've seen from all the stops you've been at? <laughs> Man, I played, so just playing with, you know, me and my boy, me and my best friends, uh, we would just t- we be t- we talk about this all the time. Like, <laughs> the, 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 actually, the, the the Diller twins, they went to Grand yeah, Valley. Grand we Valley. always talk. They yep. live in Phoenix. One live in Phoenix. One live in Dallas. But we always talk about. We didn't realize as kids what what, what we were in, what mm-hmm. era we were in. Like we were all like all the guys we named. We all hung out. Mm-hmm. We all were friends in high school. We all we all were over everybody's house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so. Hell, I played with Charles Rogers and mm-hmm. Jason Richardson and Anthony Roberson. That's just three right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Lamar Woodley was, you know, here he is, an All-American. Yeah. One of the best, probably the best linebacker in all of the state football. of Michigan. <laughs> right. You know, I think he was player of the year. Charles mm-hmm. Rogers is the same way, player of the year. And, like, they just regular dudes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just regular dudes that, yeah. you know, that we grew up with. Um and, you know, I was on the bench of Saginaw High as the water boy, but I used to, as a, as a, as a kid, I used to never wanted Saginaw High to play Flint Northern. Uh-huh. They was just that good. That Mateen <laughs> Cleese, man. I was like, man, was somebody, we couldn't stop him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when we lost, when Saginaw High lost, I lost. <laughs> I was at home crying like a little kid. I was, I was crying. Uh, but, you know, just that whole Saginaw Valley, you talking uh, Taren, you know, you know, Mateen Cleese, Morris Peterson. I seen all those guys. Kevin Tober, he graduated with yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Um, then just as a little kid, Terrence Roberson. I didn't know T. Rove was. Uh, um, as a kid, I didn't know he was gonna be, to be all that. Yeah, like <laughs> the, the only three players. There's only like three or four players to do what he's done. With being an All American for mm-hmm. three or four years in high school, like yeah. who would have known that as a kid? You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Yeah, just thinking back and reflecting, like, yeah, like, my life was destined to be like this, then, right. if that's all I'm around, you know right. what I'm saying? Um, just to name some other guys, too, man, uh, Doug Anderson was one of them, Devin Oliver, mm-hmm. and we played against, um, you know, just playing against some of these guys that we couldn't stop, uh, Ray McCallum, um, who else, Keith Appling, he got the record on, he dropped 50 points. Michigan State point guard. 50 points at, uh, in, in the championship game, who does that? You know? yeah. Bad coaching, I guess, huh? 
Um, there was, you know, the the, the 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 list goes on, man. You know, uh, when you actually, see Tom Tom here from here, oh yeah, CK. On team, the Saginaw Pride team. Um, Thomas Kelly was. I was a little kid. Asked him about him. Yeah, Thomas we Kelly. We just interviewed we, him. We interviewed him before you. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Thomas Kelly was on that team, man. So he I just got the Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how was the back in the day, the 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 rivalry with Saginaw and Flint? Mm. Like, cause I know, like you said, Flint has some dogs too. Dog. Like, how was that rivalry? You know, was back that the, in the biggest day? rivalry then, Saginaw and Flint? No, the biggest rivalry to this day still stands: Saginaw High versus Arthur Hill. Arthur Hill, but yeah. that just ended, I think, this year because they, I think they the shut. schools merge. Or yeah, one either one more down. year or whatever. But yeah. that's the biggest rivalry. Mm. But you talking back, man? I want to say ever since I was fourth grade or maybe even before that all the way through even when i graduated even a couple years after i graduated if you didn't get to our games by the jv game you weren't getting in <laughs> you was not getting in that game i don't care and it, it didn't matter who we played mm. it didn't like that year when we had charles rogers um anthony Rover, eugene all the, it didn't matter like we could be playing bay city western and that's a routine 100 point win <laughs> but it's sold out you know what I'm saying? So the Flint, every now there was four four teams there: Flint Central, Flint Northwestern, Northern, Southwestern. Every time we played either one of them, whether it was home or away, sold out. That was high expectations. You better better be ready for a dog fight. You didn't know who was gonna win. It wasn't you know each it was year it was 50, different. 50, yeah, it was different. Fifty mm-hmm. fifty. Um, yeah, that was they called it the mini NBA. They called the Saginaw Valley League the mini NBA. You had guys like Glenn Rice in that thing, mm-hmm. Tucker. Um, Andre Risen, they had, right. they was all that. That Flint Northwestern team was probably the, they say one of the best teams in the nation ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was like an eighty, some, I don't know, eighty three, eighty four, something like that. Yeah. But uh, that's nuts. Man, yeah, you, you, yeah, you talking Northern Northwestern game, Northern Northwestern in my era. Those games was, yeah, you ain't want to miss them. <laughs> Antonio Smith, Robert Smith, all yeah. the team Cleese, all them. Beers, crazy. Then you got the fights jumping out too. Uh, you, yeah. pay, you, five, you, know, you pay, you pay, you pay five dollars. You gonna see a great game. You gonna get some pop, good popcorn, season on it. I hope East Kent will got some season on the popcorn. But you gonna get some popcorn. If you at Saginaw, you getting some tacos. Y'all ever been in a Saginaw high nah, game? And the taco people would come to the games just for the tacos. just for the tacos. We ain't going to get a get a get a pregame meal or <laughs> dinner is at the game mm. you see what i'm saying like you had to dress up you had to be flying there mm. like you for five dollars you getting a good game you get a fight a, a taco a good fight a good boxing match for sure <laughs> you're gonna get some meals you're gonna eat mm-hmm. and you know then afterwards it's you know there's somebody having a party afterwards <laughs> All right. But yeah, that was a good night. Those were the days, you know. No, Those were nice, the days. Nice, nice. So, what's your expectations, man, for your your year one here at EK? I got high expectations, man. My expectations, um, they pretty much been the same everywhere we go. <laughs> you know, um, I always shoot for the stars. Whatever, to me, whatever the highest goal is that you're fighting for that's what we're going to fight for Mm -hmm. if we could compete for a national championship that's what we would be competing for um and so uh my goal is to win a state title you know um how if that happens this year it happens if it don't it don't but at the same time that's what we're building 
for. Yeah. You know, um, my goal is to change the culture. The first year is to just change the culture. We want to change the culture to a, a gotta get it culture, a gotta get it mentality. Mm -hmm. Gotta get it means, and I, I, I've, the guys in Kalamazoo help, help, we all created this together. Like mm -hmm. we wanted, after our second title, well, after our first title, we came up with this slogan and it's just kind of just stuck with me. So and this is something the GGI we is. That's what gotta GGI get it. is. That's gotta get it. Mm. It's uh, to create a sense of urgency to accomplish unforeseen goals without making any excuses along the way. I love and that. And that's love what, mm -hmm. I mean, if you talk about coming to a new school mm -hmm. your first year, I mean, I think that's what the, the definition is. It's unforeseen. I don't know what's happening today or tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I do want to create a sense of urgency because our urgency isn't here right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but and along the way, we can't make excuses. We can't make excuses on why we can't be here, why we can't make it to lifting or weights or whatever it is or yeah. open gyms. or Those have to, we have to eliminate those. If I'm going to eliminate them as a, as a coach and get you what you need, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, we can't, we can't, yeah, we can't live life with making excuses. And the, 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 the cool part about gotta get it, the it, the, the last two letters in, in gotta get it, IT, you create the it. Mm -hmm. It's whatever it, it is, is you want to be. Gotta yeah. Get. Yeah. Whatever it is, you gotta get. You create the it. It can be a doctor, lawyer, whatever it is. You know, whether you're, and I'm quite sure your mom and dad want you to. Have a gotta get it mentality and clean your room up or something, you know? <laughs> Keep that room. Have a sense of urgency to clean your room. So whatever it is, change your mentality. Yeah. You know, create that sense of urgency. And that's something that I bring my wife into. Mm -hmm. She's our culture coach. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Culture is everything. And it's something that over the years that I didn't spend a lot of time doing, you know, I met my wife in Kalamazoo. She was at Lloyd Norks. She was the, mm. the rival. They had some dog. <laughs> they had some dogs too. They had yeah. some dogs over there. Yes, and she was a competitive cheer coach, and I was the boys basketball coach. But we didn't necessarily get involved with the rival because we both wasn't from there. Mm. She's mm. From, I'm from Saginaw. She's from Lansing. Okay. And so that's how we kind of connected, and then we just kind of learned from each other. You yeah. know, I took some things. I didn't think I could take some things from cheerleading but i <laughs> took a few things from cheerleading and she took a lot of things from from basketball and and merged we, the two we merged the two and you know my last two state champion uh, state title appearances has been all her to be honest at mm -hmm. Lake. like it's the the culture thing that she's built the the curriculum the culture curriculum that she's built is mm -hmm. it's it's it's, 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 it's like no other. Yeah. You know, she is from, she is getting her master's from Harvard. Maybe that's the case, but, <laughs> you go. but it's like, it's that no, helps. it's something that I have never been a part of. And like, she gets it, she gets it going so good that the guys don't listen to me. They listen to her more <laughs> than they listen to me. So, but Hey, go ahead. Whatever she, she does to get these guys to play at a high level, I'm all for it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the, the sessions, the, the conversations that she has with our guys for, 45 minutes to an hour mm -hmm. four to five times no three to four times a month to uh -huh. just kind of help you f stay focused on the prize yeah mm. which is winning that state title and that's something that everybody when you when you're involving yeah. you involve your 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 team mm -hmm. to, to to the program to give them some input in the program yeah you that, increase that buy-in yep you increase the buy-in and that's and that's these are we're just going to reiterate what you want in the program. Mm -hmm. Beginning of the year, we're going to 
you're going to tell us what you want. So we're just going to keep talking about it. We're going to keep watering that grass and yeah. water, yeah. plant watering plant that, that seed, seed. All, all year long Yeah, mm. until you get it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I like that. I'm definitely gonna have to see some of that, man. That's mm-hmm. huge right there. Yeah, she's all she's uh yeah, we on it. Like like uh Porter Central baseball team is uh is uh well they're our next gotta get it team. He wants us to come do some sessions for them this mm-hmm. year. Probably we're actually starting up in this summer. I love and that then, you guys uh, you your wife particularly turned it into a curriculum because it do allow you to go to different programs yep. and implement or allow them to see what you did and you too i'm talking about as a team mm-hmm. what you guys did to achieve success but now they have a system and a model and a curriculum they can replicate yeah. and duplicate and that's something you know what it's crazy you just helped me think of that but that's one of the reasons we moved to well not even when we moved but one of the reasons i got back into coaching you know when i left albion i didn't know whether i Whatever you know, mm-hmm. I, I knew I didn't. I told this one. I told myself I wasn't coaching high school basketball no more mm-hmm. because remember I told you I'm planning to get to chase the college, this college yeah, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Lord was like, hmm, mm-hmm. "You just hard headed, dude. You will not <laughs> yeah, listen to. Don't, <laughs> don't tell me what you're gonna yeah, do, right? <laughs> like, and I'm telling you, I was frustrated. I had gave up. I was just finna go work, just work, mm-hmm. just just go work somewhere, and they just called, you know, mm-hmm. and so. Um, damn, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, about the curriculum and about you guys. Oh, yeah. So we wanted to get back into. So I said, if I'm gonna do this, I gotta take something out of coaching. Like I know, I'll, I know, I gotta take some other hunger out of of coaching because I'm getting stressed out. I'm getting gray hair and all this <laughs> stuff because I ain't getting where I want to be at. And I said, uh, you know, my wife, she got into, she, she quit coaching. She said, I, I, I don't know how you do it. She's like, I don't want to be responsible for the wins and losses. I got to find some other way to coach. Uh-huh. You know, I don't want to, I don't want my success to be determined on whether I win or if I lost. Yeah. And so I was like, you do your thing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's what I got to do. So, but we all came back to, she asked, she was like, why don't you, what about coaching coaches? Like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? She's like, just coach coaches. Why don't you talk about what you do? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People, I was like, man, if nobody want to listen to me, man. Like, everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, she was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. She was like, if I'm going to get into coaching, I'm going to coach coaches. I'm going to coach people. And so, and I didn't really necessarily understand what that looked like mm-hmm. until we moved to Grand Blank and she started coaching people in a different company like mm-hmm. uh, Acom or whatever yep. she was coaching uh, yeah, managers. departments yeah. the managers supervisors yeah, on how to leadership like, oh, on how to inspire your staff yeah, yeah. She, she, she basically was like I've I just basically took what I did in the gym and put it in corporate America mm-hmm. and and it just started flowing and that's yep. where gotta get it came from she turned gotta get it from just a slogan into this nonprofit or into this yeah. reality, you know what I'm saying? Nice. Mm. And so we started moving like that. And that's mm-hmm. how that, that was a perfect segue to get you guys away from wins and losses. Wins and losses, and, uh, and like and now it helps me. And I also started to realize that like I I, I really want to touch people, but I had to find a way to not only just touch people here in this school or whatever school I'm at. Mm-hmm. It kind of like being a head coach kind of limits you a right, little bit but you wanted to be able to I want to be able to touch out. more people yeah. you know what I'm saying I want to yeah. be able to to manifest some things and, 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 and not just 
on a game, you know, in a game, like, you know what I'm saying? I want to be able to touch more than just the players. I want to touch, you know, adults, you know, uh, coaches, whatever it is. Yep. Inspire some more coaches. Yeah. Inspire some more players. Inspire referees and stuff. Like, we're starting a uh, – I know there's a shortage of refs, but we're going to try to find a way to influence young refs. I mean, try to influence refs at a young age, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to get – to try to create that interest you know? mm-hmm. and that pipeline yeah mm-hmm. hopefully i can get a call through it no, I'm just <laughs> coach i think it's beautiful you having your wife involved does that help at all with uh with the parents with having to deal with moms or the dads or anybody that want to come watch a practice or anything having her around all the time not really you know this is what prevents all that mm-hmm. just being firm at the beginning of the season okay with your parents <laughs> yeah Letting them know what you're going to tolerate and what you're not going to tolerate. Like, playing time, I'm not going to discuss that. Yeah. I just – and I let you know that um, it ain't guaranteed. Right. Playing time is not guaranteed. This isn't the YMCA. Right. This isn't pay to play. That's why I don't like play to sports, you know, because yep. the customer's always right. Right, exactly. But not here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, your performance is going to get you on the court. And mm-hmm. me always being from a different community, I always say this, like, hey – I'm not related to anybody. I can't show favoritism to nobody. I don't know nobody here. I just, I am going to show favoritism to good ball players. Mm. There you go. And so become a good ball player. Like, how do you become that? Put it in the work. Like, make any excuses. And like, I just kind of give them a clear understanding mm-hmm. before the season. I make sure they understand that. Um, so that kind of eliminates a lot of that's good. the yeah, that's backlash. Good. And even with picking teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, you know, wherever I've been, I've, there's always a hundred and some people at tryouts. I was going to ask that. <laughs> There's always a hundred and some people at tryouts. But me, I like doing my work early so I don't have to deal with it later. Yeah. I'll talk to all the guys I cut. I'll sit there and be there all day long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll talk to them and let them know why they didn't make it. Um, because that kind of like, that, that, that helps the relationship in the school yeah you know there's been times where you you know you cut some people in that you walk past the hall down the hallway and that kid mad at you he mm-hmm. mad and you know you know it, or you get into it with that kid or yeah. something he, you know yeah and so what i've learned is when you take the time out to have a, a conversation with them and like that you, you your process just has to be fair yeah mm-hmm. make sure your process is fair mm-hmm. and i try to make sure that that's the case so that's good, um good. that's how i limit try to eliminate problems but even then you're still gonna have problems yeah <laughs> so you're still gonna have some problems so um what was the question did i answer the question no you did good yeah, man you, you answered you it man it was about the parents you did good oh the yeah, fa- yeah, okay yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You did good. just doing stuff like that man like just having your stuff ready, man. Like, mm-hmm. parents love when you organize. Yeah. You know. And when you communicate. When you communicate. Yeah. The, parents, mm-hmm. the parents want, they love when they kid play. They yeah. don't there love when go. they kid don't there play. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Every parent think they kid should be playing. Because yeah. like, you know, I always give them an example of this too, though, at the beginning of the year. I mean, if it's, it's four of us here. If all four of us had to pick teams, I give them these two examples. If all four of us had to pick teams, I guarantee you all f- we'll have four. There's going to be four different teams. Mm-hmm. Not all of us are going to pick the same 15 to 12 guys. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do it. You know, you probably going to pick your son for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> you know, I might not like your son exactly. as a player. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then almost also, too, everybody want him to start, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't done this, but I will if it happens. <laughs> if it comes to this. But I've seen this. This is a great example. I always share it at the parent meeting. There was a story to where they was having problems with playing time, and 
So starting lineups came out. We had the home game. I, you know, they announced the opposite teams, starting lineups. They came out there. Now it's time for the home team. Nobody went out there. Mm. Nobody went out there for the starting lineup. Actually, no. All five went out. No, the whole team went out there. They had to forfeit the game because the coach made all 15 of them stay out there. So the, 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 he's like, he just sat down and the ref was like, hey, we got to forfeit. They don't get. He turned around and said, hey, told the parents, we can only start five at a time. Mm. <laughs> I can't start. I've had 12 meetings about starting. Mm-hmm. We can only start five at a time. <laughs> right. You know, One like sometimes you have or? to like, you have to, and I'm not saying I'm the parent, you know, the key to having great parents, man, because parents are going to feel, a, they're going to all feel a certain way. They want to they protect their kid. They mm-hmm. want to protect their kid's feelings because, you know, we're going to have a conversation in practice, but they're going to have a different game plan at the, oh. at the, at the table. Yep. <laughs> you know, and that's something that you, they just, you just have to, like, share those types of examples because a lot of parents don't know what you're talking about unless you give an example of what they're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. And sometimes it hits them. Yeah. And it hits them. So, um, you just got to, you know, you got to believe in what you believe in. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah know? That's real. So. Y'all, y'all got any more? Y'all no, good? We wrap up, bro. Coach Mike, man, all the way, our brother from Saginaw. Yes, sir. <laughs> we just want to say thank you, man, for hanging out with us, letting us take up a little bit of your time, get to know the mind of a champion and mm-hmm. how you just have garnered all this success everywhere you went. We don't see no reason why you won't have success here. Mm-hmm. We want to tell oh, you good you. luck. We want to tell you to stay anchored in the Lord, man, and keep letting him do the advancing in your life. Keep letting him lead the way because if you stay plugged into him, the success will continue to come no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. you know what I'm saying we just want to say good luck. And once again, man, thank you. Phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And it was an absolute pleasure. Keep it up. Pleasure being on here, man. You know, um, thank you for welcoming me to, to Kentwood, Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. man. I've been been here it's just been a short time but i've met i feel like i've met so many people so many people that 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 supports the basketball program so many people that that's just been waiting and dying to 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 um to see some good basketball yeah. and so uh man this this you know just being around this community it's just it it feels like love it feels like excitement and uh we got it you know it's my job to give these guys something to expect and that's that's to expect to win so. we love it well there's said. no better way to close it out than the mic drop that mike just gave us right. <laughs> with that being said guys make sure you tune in to our next episode let us know anybody you want to see us interview next please don't forget to like and subscribe make sure you leave us some comments and please support the podcast and everything we're doing on all social media platforms until then we'll see you guys in the next one peace Peace.